0: hello hello we realized something too late this christmas special is our 100th episode on the grim reading
1: feed 100th episode matt i know uh, mind-blowing incredible sadly we didn't realize it while we were recording but we have discovered it now and uh yeah i just want to say before we start the episode congratulations adam congrats we've done it 100 episodes 100 and I think this one's going to be a bumper one, by the looks certainly of It certainly is. <laughs> so, I mean, it couldn't have worked
0: out better, really, in, no. a, in a way to uh, commemorate 100 episodes. So,
1: here's to 100 more. Here, here. On with the episode. Enjoy. Hello there, and welcome to Grim Reading, where each episode we read and review a brother's grim tale. My name is Matthew Hughes. With me on this journey is my co host Mr. Adam Field. This week on Grim Reading, Christmas special 2022. So make yourself comfortable and prepare for a
2: Grim Reading.
1: Hello and welcome to our annual Christmas party. Hello. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. This is our fifth Christmas party? Christmas episode? Is it? I think so. Oh, yeah. I've just, I've, Matt, I've just ran the numbers on that. That is correct. Excellent. Thank you. We do it every year. It's definitely Adam's favourite episode. One of my favourite episodes. Yeah. It's always a blast. And a great way to wind up the year. <laughs> to wind up the year and to wind down at the end of the year. Wind up, wind down, do whatever Either you want. Either way, just, yeah. it's all up to you. No, um, we're, we're happy with whatever way we're winding because... Uh, <laughs> Adam <laughs> just raised his eyebrows at me. <laughs> no, no, I was loving the segue. Because, uh, well, Adam has provided an excellent drink, a to start uh, proceedings tonight. Yes. What, what am I drinking, Adam? So, this is called Gluck, and it is a
0: Scandinavian mulled wine. I think I'm pronouncing the right. I'm not entirely sure. It looks like it says
1: glog, but I'm pretty sure it's pronounced "glück." Well, it's absolutely hitting the spot. Good. I'm loving it. Uh, we got a big festive spread in front of us, as we do every year. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I've got my eye on a little bit of Stollen there, Adam. Do you mind if I just... Uh, go for it. Thank you. So
0: you, you cut yourself in Stollen. I'll describe what we've got. So we've Would got, you like a slice? I'd love a slice, please. Coming it's up. got a lovely uh, Stollen there. A traditional German Christmas cake. Next to that, we've got the ubiquitous and yet nonetheless uh, delicious mince pie. Love, love a mince pie. Matt's, love a mince pie. Love what, a mince pie. What is pie. Matt laughing
1: at? I'm laughing at your sort of marketing strategy. The ubiquitous, yet always delicious. <laughs> is that a it's that good marketing a strategy. Pie. You get them every year, but you still love them. Oh, yeah. And then next to the mince pie got lovely panettone here so another yeah. traditional christmas cake from around the world exactly we're branching out you know you're always hearing about mince pies probably yeah. hearing about stollen quite a lot as well but yeah. now we're spreading out a little further and we've got some panettone so we've, we've just uh, crept into italy there yes uh, i feel like panettone has has crept into the uk uh, in the last few years would you say it's become ubiquitous yet always delicious <laughs>
0: is that what we're going with
1: now <laughs> no, but do you know what i mean like you see no totally it's everywhere. become more of a thing yeah. And this is a really nice-looking one as well. I'd say even five years ago, you wouldn't get a panettone here. Yeah, it's definitely a
0: bigger thing now. It's like, it's like an enriched dough. I want to say. Oh no, let's not go
1: down that. I, I don't mean, know. I've no I've idea. I've watched what Bake is. Off.
0: I know what I'm talking about. It's a
1: kind of sweet bread. Yes, And it's lovely. And yes, I I brought the panettone along. Matt's brought the panettone. It's, looking right, forward to yes, dipping into it, that. It is a good one. <laughs> yeah, it looks uh, so. a very high-quality one.
0: Then over here on the other end of the table, we've got a couple of. Crispy snacks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as, as literally nobody calls them. <laughs> what did you bring to the Christmas? Party? <laughs> Crispy snacks. Crispy snacks. Um, we've got some uh, delicious pretzels here, Matt. Don't choke on your stollen. Uh, we've got Treeslets, <laughs> which are the Christmas version of cheeselets, which are like little cheese crackers. Delicious. We've got some like sort of candied mixed nuts, mm. and then over here. We've got Lebkuchen, traditional German cake. Uh, I've not actually had Lebkuchen before, so I'm really looking forward to it. So what? Well,
1: you never had Lebkuchen? I don't think so. So good. Are oh, they good? Delicious. Got apricot in, have mm. they? No. <laughs> 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 that's quite confident. I'm sure that's what the packaging said. No, I think traditionally it's. Uh, uh, I'm just looking it up. Uh, Lebkuchen are a hu- honey-sweetened German cake. Ah, moulded cookie or bar cookie that has become part of Germany's Christmas traditions. Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, it's cakey. It's very soft and it's got a very particular flavour. It says here honey-sweetened. I wouldn't have thought that. It's gingery, I think. Okay. But so it's like spiced, like Christmas yeah, spices. absolutely. Nice. So, I mean, we are well and truly set up here. Absolutely. Um, We've ran,
0: we're, we're drinking the, the gluck. We've also got some, uh, some port and some sherry and oh, yes. uh, a few lovely, delicious English ales down here as well. Yeah. So we are living the high life
1: we really are and we are really like prepared for a lovely grim christmas so how this works is uh we feast we make merry we usually share a present or two and then adam delights us all with a christmas tale that he's prepared i have no idea what it is i take it easy i'm on holiday it's a it's a little Christmas switcheroo. It's a Christmas takeover. You you know you know the drill by this time, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't, there's one other thing we've forgotten to mention that everyone's expecting. Adam.
0: Oh yeah, it's I mean it's it's part of the grim grim reading Christmas tradition. It's part of the Christmas tradition. Let's be honest. Full stop. <laughs> but uh, we've got crackers. Crackers. We've got crackers. Matt's provided these. Are these the? Uh, Famous crackers
1: from previous Christmas specials? <laughs> what, as in, because I just, like, dust them off every, every year because I don't have any other friends. And we always use the same crackers. No, Adam, you'll be surprised. These are brand new crackers. Brand new crackers. Yeah, Hello. I'm treating you. Um, this is a treat. Before we pull those crackers, we're just going to assume everybody knows what they are by now. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> just, never assume, Matt, but in this instance, yeah, let's assume. We love our crackers here at Grim Reading. We're crackers with um, them. We're never going to stop. We love them. Uh, last year, I forgot to read out a message we had from one of our patrons on the subject of crackers. Matt, how could you? So, this is a, a year late. Uh-oh. <laughs> so that's A little bit. It was sent in 2021, right. this message. Okay. Uh, here's a lovely message from patron Stephen Kuhl. Living in Switzerland. And not having been able to move back since COVID, it's been strangely comforting to hear some English accents and hearing you talk about some things you don't get here. Mince pies is one. No. But the number one thing people haven't heard of is Christmas crackers. Oh, dear. This is sad. Working out which airline carrier allow Christmas crackers in luggage (laughs) is a yearly tradition for many British people living in Germany and Switzerland. I guess because they have little bits of like gunpowder in them <laughs> well yeah i think that's it and Stephen actually attached a link in the message to an article detailing the rules around crackers wow. with different airlines wow it's absolutely brilliant so it's obviously for all the expat immigrant yeah. brits living abroad and it says you know like um british airways and then it's got like a uh, a column that says, you know, times two packets sealed in check luggage. Right. EasyJet, hand luggage. And then it's got a list of airlines that don't allow you to take crackers. <gasps> Apparently, the US is a no-no. You can't take crackers to Come the US. Come on, guys. <laughs> I know we've got a lot of American listeners.
0: Can you can you guys sort that out? Come on.
1: But it's great. At the end of the article, has um, it says like... It says the nice list and the naughty list, which are <laughs> airlines that do allow you with all the details and airlines that don't allow you. Oh, so we find out which airlines are getting cold for Christmas. So all these Brits just uh, heading off with crackers in their suitcases trying to work out how, how to smuggle <laughs> crackers abroad. It's brilliant. Yeah. Thank you so much uh, for that, Stephen. Those are some excellent cracker facts.
0: Can you spin that into a bit of consumer advice? Like say you're an expat looking to go abroad with some, uh, with some crackers. What's your best airline? For all
1: you Brits out there heading abroad for the holidays, if you're looking to bring a substantial amount of crackers with you, Jet 2, they're your airline of choice. Nice. Checked luggage, but you can take 12 small or 6 large in original packaging. Not bad. Top tip. Yeah, top tip.
0: You heard it here first, or maybe you didn't. Well, anyway, shall we pull our crackers? I think it's time to pull crackers, with that, that in mind. mind. Okay, we're double double cracker, crackering it, <laughs> as usual. I have a feeling Matt's going to win both of these. Uh, just the, the grip, the grip feels like he's going to win. I'm ready. Okay, three, two, one, go! <sighs> hey, we won one each. One each.
1: That's fair. Fair is fair. What have we got here? So in crackers, you get a funny little silly hat, kind of paper crown. You get a joke, and you get a present. That's the standard. So I've got a lovely blue hat here. i got a lovely yellow hat. Mine's t- Mine wouldn't fit on a child. Why is it so small? You've got to extend your hat. It's just very cleverly packaged. Oh, it's so rustly. Okay, while Adam fixes his hat, uh, I'd like <laughs> you all to know that I've got a very fetching plastic hair clip that I'm going to use to pin back my fringe. Oh, you look nice, Matt. Thank you.
0: This so do
1: you, with your hat.
0: Your hat's not working, is it? What uh, gift you got? I've got a joke. Um, what gift have I got? I've got... I've got two hats. That's weird. <laughs> and I've got a ring. Hats. i got a tiny green... Oh, a plastic ring oh. that
1: barely fits on my little finger. <laughs> well, it goes with my lovely plastic hair clip. <laughs> Don't we look fabulous? They're brand new crackers, but they're still very cheap. <laughs> this ring is incredibly uncomfortable. Well, you can take it off, because the most important part of a cracker, as everybody knows... Cracker jokes. Cracker jokes. Let's do this. Okay. What did one eye say to the other? Um, oh, th- oh, wait, 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 wait. I think I've got this. No, really. I've never heard this one. Um, between
0: you and me, something smells.
1: Bingo. Hey! Come on. <laughs> I've never heard
0: that Have you never that? heard that? It's also not Christmassy. <laughs> it's not at all. Uh, it needs to be a Christmas pun. This is also not Christmassy. What does a frog do when his car breaks down? <laughs> Rip it, rip, rip. <laughs> just he
1: just ribbits it up. Uh, rip it to pieces. <laughs> he jumped, jumped green. Croak, croak. He jumped, jump. green. The, the cars <laughs> croaked. And he's ribbiting it up. <laughs>
0: I want to get it because he's got creative choices. Uh, like you're it. not
1: giving anything away if I'm on the right lines. Now go on, tell us. Come on, Adam. It's slightly more lateral than that. Uh, slimy. Um, <laughs> no, it's, okay. it's not that lateral. Please put us out of our misery. He gets
0: it towed away. Very good. There we go. That's very. There good. There we go. Although I like jump, jump, green rabbit.
1: <laughs> what was you said? I think my answers are better. Though. Yeah, I think so. That was a good. <laughs> that was that was a good cracker joke.
0: <laughs>
1: Whew. Oh, I've got two
0: hats. Shall I try and wear them both? Please. <laughs> How does it look? Yeah. Interesting. It looks. It looks.
1: (laughs) Is it
0: even on? It's not on. (laughs) I thought you'd taken it off already.
1: I did, I just forgot. Yours looks good. Well, excellent cracker jokes. But Adam, nobody wants to hear us just drone on and on about crackers and mince pies anymore. No. We've been doing it for years. Yeah, people are sick of it. When I was in uh, party prep mode, Adam, I got curious about other festive traditions around the world. It's not all mince pies and crackers. No, no. So on Instagram, I asked um, followers, what are the festive Christmas food traditions in your country? Yeah, so I put that on an Instagram story post, and Mm -hmm. the response was very informative. Oh, fantastic. So just to give you a selection. We're about to learn some things. We certainly are. So yeah, this is a little culinary tour of uh, festive traditions around the world fantastic. We'll start with the USA. Okay, what do they, what do they get up to? Courtney Littlebee. this is from. In the US, so I said, you know, what are the festive food traditions? Uh, they wrote, fruitcake, eggnog, sugar cookies, gingerbread houses, candy canes. Oh, I mean, these are all classic Christmas items. Maura Corrigan said, uh, US-based, we have fondue, and my mum always makes a delish ginger cake with pear sauce. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Also, I'm wondering what kind of fondue. The classic cheese? I'm guessing so. And a final one from the US. Emily Chebly said, just from the US, but various homemade cookies is a big in my fam, especially sugar cookies. Ah, sugar cookies have been there twice. Yes. Interesting. What's a sugar cookie? Aren't all cookies sugar cookies? Well, I mean, yeah. That's what I thought. I guess you don't know the answer to this. I think, aren't they like stiffer and like more sugary? Well, I don't know the answer, but maybe I don't know, I, it really. sounds like they're a thing. It sounds like they're definitely a thing. But yeah, so that's the US. Um, eggnog, you always hear about eggnog. I've never had it in my life. I don't think I have, no. Is that like
0: egg and milk and brandy or something
1: like that? Yeah, it's eggy alcohol, I think. <laughs> it's eggy alcohol. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> we know what we're having next year. I, th- I like the sound of it. I'd be well up for trying that. We had a few messages from Australia as well, uh, where things are a little different. Sure. Natalie Eslick, outside barbecue around the pool, pavlova dessert, brackets, summer in Oz.
0: Yeah, I'd heard that actually, pavlova traditional Christmas thing. I
1: didn't know that. Yeah, I'd heard that. Ah. I think it's the same in South Africa. Ah, okay.
0: Yeah. I love a pavlova. Ah, me too. Who doesn't love a pavlova?
1: Buzzy Meadows said, it can be hot as hell in Oz, so cold seafood trumps the roast bird. Uh, (laughs) Ah, I see. So, seafood, I think. So, they're
0: not even going for for, uh, barbecue, are they? They're having cold seafood, they said. Oh, that's true, actually. So, like smoked smoked salmon or...
1: That sounds great already. Yeah, I think that would... Yeah, in like 30 plus degrees, that would trump the roast bird. Definitely. For sure. Definitely. Um, We had a response from Israel as well. Schwulf said, we celebrate Hanukkah. We eat sufgan Brackets similar to donuts Ooh. and levivot, brackets potato pancakes. Oh, both sound great. Sound yeah. So obviously, of course, Hanukkah is also celebrated this time of year, uh, and I had a look at sufganot. It looks amazing. It's, it just looks like donuts.
0: Well, it's funny. We were just saying because Matt has just recently come back from a trip to Prague. I have indeed in uh, yeah, the Czechia, time. and. Uh, you were just... I forget what they're what they called. Um, Chimney cakes. Chimney cakes. Yeah. Um, which I had heard about before, but i would forgotten about. And Matt showed me some photos. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about how every culture basically has their way of like yeah. making doughnuts, frying some dough. Yeah. And every culture
1: is, fries dough and adds yeah. sugar to it yeah. in some way. And it, I mean, it's, it's never not great. It's universal. Yeah. Uh, and the potato pancakes look pretty good as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Sounds fantastic. Uh, next to a Mexican flag. So I'm assuming this is Mexico. Money13 said, uh, here we go with the classic pronunciation butchering. (laughs) Tamales, bunuelos, and ponche or ponque. Okay. Uh, I've heard of one of those. Which one? Tamales. A few other people said tamales as well, so I think that's a big thing. Ah, interesting. They look quite good. I think it's like corn, it's made of corn. Okay. Uh, And then you have meat inside it, I think it looked really good. Sounds delicious. Bun- bunuelos, uh, like what you just said, it's fried and sugary. Oh, that looked good as well. Yes, please. Uh, should, we, should we continue around the world? We've got loads of these. Um. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Okay, let's keep on flying around the world. We had uh, one from the Philippines. We had a Philippines flag. Lechon or lecon. Okay, this was a message from uh, favored Shah. They wrote lecon. It's a roast suckling pig. Oh, whole. It's like wow, a whole roasted pig. I mean, that's an impressive like Christmas
0: centerpiece, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. A whole suckling pig. Oh my, you're going to impress with that. Uh, bringing it home to Europe, Cappy Post Weekly sent a message from uh, Finland where you have roasted ham, potato and carrot casseroles and salmon. Mostly, we drink Gloggy. Yay! Woohoo! That's what we're doing Come now. On. Cheers! Cappy Post Weekly. Have one with, with, with us. You. Um, uh, so that's more that's sounding more like our tradition. Yeah, here. it's getting closer to home. I like the sound of it. It all sounds great. Sophie Schuh from Germany said, potato salad Ooh. and sausages on Christmas Eve. Okay, nice. Goose and wild meat the other days. Interesting. Interesting. Well, goose, mm. wasn't goose the
0: traditional Christmas dinner here in the UK mm. before turkey took over?
1: I associate goose with Christmas. Yeah. But we the centerpiece is Turkey here in the UK. But I don't think it's always been. I don't know. Yeah. I get told.
0: So
1: that's Finland, Germany. From Poland, we had a message from Rosaxia. Sweet pasta with poppy seeds and raisins. Okay, that's a new one on me. Yeah. That sounds intriguing. Though. Sounds good. A little bit of sweetness in there with the savoury and the poppy seeds are lovely. Yeah, yeah, that. That sounds worth trying. I could get on board with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Katharina Conrad, raclette in Austria. Ah, oh, raclette. So that's just fried cheese. Yeah. Probably with meat as well. Yeah,
0: meat. Um, we have a raclette in our family, like the the appliance. Yeah, like and, cast uh, iron, right? Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You turn it on, and you've got you heat stuff on top mm. and underneath. Mm. Different types of cheese, meats, peppers. Oh, mushrooms,
1: delicious. Oh, these are all getting massive thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, uh, Blondie8591 said, in Ireland, a candle is placed in the window to welcome strangers. Oh. Which is a lovely tradition. Very nice. Not food related at all, but no. we, I, I like it. I still approve. Uh, and then just the, the last few, uh, we clearly had a, a few messages from our neck of the woods. Shibayoma Pigs in blankets. Pigs in blankets, classic. Brackets, bacon-wrapped sausages.
0: Yeah, I I would have to clear this up because they have something called pigs in blankets in America. No. But they're not the same thing. What? What Americans call pigs in blankets, we over here would probably call sausage rolls. No.
1: They are sausages wrapped in oh, pastry. Adam, I've entered a weird universe. Yeah. I don't like it.
0: Do you want to back out? Please. Okay, let's shut the door on that. Uh, no, no, tell me more. Okay, we we'll open the door again.
1: Open that door.
0: <laughs> I mean, I've kind of said it all. <laughs> all right, close
1: the door. Yeah, let's close the door. Oh no, but let's why? Sleep. Why do they do that? No, uh, close the door. Let's close no, the door. Let's close it. I'm getting a job. Um, more and mist said, "Figgy pudding on fire." Obs, <laughs> <laughs> obs a figgy pudding on fire. So
0: is figgy pudding the same as just the same as Christmas pudding? Oh, right? I don't know. I assume it is because that's you obviously light that on fire, burn off the alcohol. That I mean, that's that's a Christmas classic. I. Uh, I love a bit of Christmas pudding.
1: It's like a fruitcake, basically. Yeah. That you set on fire. Yeah you, you, yeah. you pour you pour brandy on it and set it on fire. Yeah, yeah. And that's the best we'll part. we set anything on fire. we it's Brits. Just, we love setting things on fire. You can't control us. Uh, and just last one for luck here, Adam, that uh, tickled me when I read it. Uh, Val, the star girl, said, hunt and cook the food we eat ourselves, smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we need more information, uh, yeah. Val the Stargirl, but um, good for you.
0: Yeah, I assume you, you hunt it before it becomes your food. You haven't
1: just lost your food. You're hunting
0: <laughs> <before>. <laughs> That's what I was reading into it. Yeah, yeah. And the
1: smile was slightly ominous as well at the end of that message. <laughs> yeah, but, can
0: we get a little bit more information? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> please colour that in a little bit. That sounds great. I but, mean, yeah. yeah. I, what, what this demonstrates this feedback we've had from listeners is that you can't really go wrong with Christmas food. No.
1: Yeah. I, too, too many messages to go through individually. Um, uh, thank you everyone for responding to that. Uh, and that was lovely. Loved all of those. Maybe we can incorporate uh, some of these into our future Christmas episodes. I was that thinking. would be lovely. Wouldn't that be fun? Well, I mean, you started off well here with the uh, glug. 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 Yeah. Loving that.
0: Enjoying that. We've obviously ticked some things off, some items off from Germany and Italy, mm. but sounds like we need to branch out even further afield.
1: Absolutely right. I can't
0: wait any longer, Adam. I want my present. <laughs> so it's like that, is it? So it's, it's, uh, it's like Christmas Day and you're just like, I don't care about anything else. Yeah. I want
1: my presents. Becoming a spoiled child yeah, again. Yeah, okay.
0: Well, it's this part of the, the, the Christmas party where Matt and I share some gifts. Uh, shall we do it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's bring ah. out the gifts. Oh, Ooh, okay. Matt's uh, present is beautifully wrapped. I see that. Thank you. Uh, my one for him looks less impressive.
1: <laughs> don't do yourself down, Adam. I'm more excited about this one okay. tomorrow. Okay. Who's going first? Shall I go first? Do you go As first? As in open
0: my present. I don't know. Go for it. You sure? Here you go, Matt. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Happy uh, win- season. winter season. Summer season, wherever <laughs> you are.
1: That's always your... I'm going to change your name on my phone to Adam Hemisphere Specific Field. <laughs> well, it's That's a mind field, it. isn't it? You go
0: around saying, <laughs> you know, blessed midwinter and all the stuff. And you're, you're like, you're writing off about 10% of the world's population. It's not okay. It's not okay. No, it's not okay.
1: Is that the, the only percentage of the population that lives in 90% of the world live in the Northern Hemisphere. True story. God, you really are Adam Hemisphere <laughs> specifically. You know so much about hemispheres. <laughs> I just... Or should I call you Adam Minefield, as you just said? Oh,
0: says. that's good. Right, that's good. Write that on a cracker.
1: Stop distracting me with your okay. hemisphere okay. knowledge. Matt's okay, Matt's opening his present. Okay. No way. Wow. Oh, okay. I see what's happening here.
0: Might want a bit of explaining for listeners, because this was mentioned on Grim Fables, I
1: believe. Yeah, our Patreon podcast. Okay, so this is The Bloomsbury Pocket Guide to Mushrooms by John C. Harris. So it's like a mushroom guide. Adam, I love it. That's fantastic. Now, why would you get me this?
0: Matt, you were telling us recently on Grim Fables you've taken up a little bit of a new hobby. Informally.
1: Yeah, a sort of informal. Uh, I went slightly mad uh, <laughs> on my. I like a country walk. I've been taking a lot of country walks. Love and, it, um, absolutely love it. Autumn has always been my favourite time of year. Yeah. This year, however, I was sort of actually feeling a little bit of the um, the seasonal affective thing, where mm-hmm. I, I actually wasn't enjoying autumn. I was. Sad that the sort of never ending summer we had here was sure. ending because I yeah. was really enjoying it. Aww. um, aw, aw, I should get the violin out. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, but one bright spot in that was I started to take pictures of mushrooms. Yeah, and uh, I, I got so excited about my mushroom pictures that I uh brought it up on our patron podcast. You I said to Adam, Look, I've been taking pictures of mushrooms, and I showed you my mushroom picture. It's very impressive, Thank you. and you've
0: been picking—you know—picking out all different kinds of mushrooms. And I thought this yep. would uh, this would help you identify and possibly save your life. Although I gather you're not much of a mushroom yeah. guy yourself. Well, this
1: is the, well, so, angel's bonnet. I think I've got a picture of that. Look at that; it's pretty cool, isn't it? That is really cool. They're just mushroom. Mu- okay, mushrooms are weird, really weird. I have a love-hate relationship with them. They are one of nature's most bizarre, beautiful, strange phenomena. Yeah. They're these sort of weird funguses that come out of the earth that, like, yeah. are responsible for life, essentially. Uh, they're hard to categorize. They're incredibly smart. They're just, yeah. They're like little aliens, really. It's
0: like, how can something be so
1: hideous and yet so beautiful? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say to myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but on the flip side, they're utterly disgusting. Yeah. yeah. And I don't like to eat them. <laughs> well, I, I like eating mushrooms. <laughs> I I can eat I can eat them yeah. sometimes in small amounts. I like the smell of them cooking. Okay, you like Okay, so you're not totally repulsed not by them. Not totally, but I can be repulsed by them. There okay. is something really it's something it feels kind of like primordial repulsion to them like right, just deep yeah. down I'm like that's horrific. But I love the gift. Thank you. <laughs> 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 but I'm unlikely you are to welcome. Um, I'm unlikely to harvest my own mushrooms and cook them. No, Ma- mainly cuz I think I'll kill myself. Yeah. You don't want to do it if you don't know exactly what you're doing. Oh, Adam, I love it. That is That is going to aid my lovely autumn walks. Thank you so much. Good. I love it. I've got a tree one of these and a bird one. Oh, nice. So it's going to add to my collection. Fantastic. I'll just be walking library <laughs> in the countryside. Wait, there's a, nice, oh, there's a bird. There's a tree. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they've gone. <laughs>
0: Even the tree. <laughs> is that a gift for me? Mm-hmm. Beautifully wrapped. This Thank one you. has a little... Red ribbon round it. Uh, let's put my Christmas
1: wrap into yeah. shame. So I'm feeling, well, I'm feeling very smug because I've learned how to wrap without sellotape. Oh, that's good. That's good. Using the ribbon yeah.
0: structurally, not just aesthetically. Indeed. Uh, holding that wrapping paper on. Can't recycle tape You can't. You
1: can get, can you
0: get paper tape?
1: I don't know. Let's not get sidetracked. <laughs> This is going to need a little bit of explanation, I think. Okay. It. I'm going to open the panel. I'm
0: excited. Let's slip this off here.
1: Oh, with no sellotape, it's much easier to open. It's fabric. Okay. <laughs> it's
0: a T-shirt. What does it say on it? <laughs> I mean, it needs explaining to me. What does it say? Read it. It's a read T-shirt no. yeah. that says... Seven yeah. at one beat. <gasps> oh, the penny's dropped. Seven at one blow. That's it. <laughs> I'm the valiant little tailor. Turn the t-shirt around. Oh. <laughs> Wait, were we literally just talking just now about putting <laughs> yep. Arthur Rackham illustrations on t-shirts? We literally were. I didn't even bring it up. It's literally got <laughs> Arthur Rackham's illustration from the valiant little tailor of the valiant little tailor talking to the giant that is fantastic matt seven at one blow oh i love it i mean
1: it's very high up on the chest the uh the, <laughs> i don't know why i put it so high up there it should be in the middle of the t-shirt the seven at one blow but um i i mean the main reason i got it for you is because if you wear it you'll people say what is that and then it's a talking point an icebreaker you, yeah but then you have to say so you know the brothers Grimm, <laughs> and then you got a very They've got long a story, story called
0: the Valiant from Taylor, and in that story, he kills a load of flies. He kills seven with one blow. He likes to boast about that. Okay, yeah, the this joke was for that seven. You're never going to be able to do
1: that every time.
0: Did you pay by that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was like a little coded thing. That's well, great. The, you know, okay. So this present started out life as the idea was I was going to get you. <laughs> I was going to get you a belt buckle with that on it because the valiant little tailor has a girdle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, a few things got in the way there. It was uh, prohibitively expensive. It is possible, but it costs a lot of dough. Mm. Uh, not that you're not worth it, but the other, <laughs> the other problem was time. I ran out of time and it takes a long time to get a personalised belt buckle Funny made. enough, yeah. <laughs> and I also thought if I spend £80 on a belt buckle that you don't wear, it might not be worth it. So I I ended up with a t-shirt. The t-shirt is the right way to go. That's pretty cool. Seven
0: at one blow. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. You're very, very welcome. I'm going to wear this with pride. Good. And watch people's confused faces.
1: Right, story time? I think it's story time, Matt. Don't keep us in suspense any longer, Adam. What okay. story have you brought with you tonight? Well, Matt.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, well, well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have some Panettone. As it's Christmas. Yeah. And as is tradition with the Christmas episode, uh, it's a little bit of a Christmas takeover, a little switchover, similar to... Uh, Sort of Victorian England, the servants and the, and the masters which switch places for the day. That's very much how I think of our relationship. Yeah, I'm the... Wait, what am I? The master, I guess. Okay, for the day, yeah. So, I was thinking, I normally get read to, but I also pick the story. Okay. Oh. So, you have a choice
2: <sighs> oh. between
0: two things here. Okay. Now, one of these is potentially a bit of a mad idea. So...
1: Okay. Uh, I'll see what your thoughts are on this. Oh my God, this is so exciting. I suddenly feel like I'm on a game show. So. Okay. The first option yes. is I read you a
0: story called <laughs> The Poor Counts Christmas. The Poor Counts Christmas? The Poor Counts oh, Christmas. Oh, I
1: like that. That's going to be tough to beat. Or, now this is the mad idea. Okay.
0: Or I could read The Nutcracker and the Mouse King. However, it's such a long story... Mm read it over multiple Christmases in
1: excerpts.
0: It's up to you, Matt. I know it's a lot of pressure to place on you at the Christmas party.
1: I was not ready for this. I need some panettone to get through this. Yeah, oh, would. my goodness. Can I ask questions? What's you can the, ask questions. So how how long is it? Is it chapters or is it just really long? Do you know where you'd stop if you I read I think that? I know where I'd stop. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, it is chapters. So it's just okay. fun, choosing the end of a chapter. So I've got... My Christmas fairy tale book, This Lovely. Is Where the Poor Counts Christmas Is. Okay. So I've read from this in previous Christmas episodes. Okay. And I've got this beautiful new book,
1: The wow. Nutcracker. How many Christmases would it take to read it all?
0: Hmm. Maybe three? Okay, three years. <laughs> three <laughs> Look, years? this is what I mean. It's a mad idea. It is mad. I'm, I'm
1: happy either way. I think that the, the count, Poor Counts Christmas is a good story. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to work out if I could squeeze in both of them because if if I don't choose the poor count's Christmas, it's going to be years. Until I'll be you hear it. chewed up inside, thinking what happened to the poor count yeah. at Christmas. Yes. So I can't, I'm leaning towards that, but I maybe I, I like this mad idea. Maybe we could try both. Should we do that? Let's do it. Are you sure? Am I having my cake and eating it though?
0: It's Christmas, Matt. Of course, you're having your cake. Yes. Eating it. That cake is panettone right now. <laughs> Tuck in. Enjoy oh. your beer. Cheers. Cheers and settle in for a story. The Poor Counts Christmas Very many years ago, there lived a noble count who was one of the kindest and best-hearted men in the world. Every day in the year, he gave to the poor and helped the friendless. But it was at the Merry Christmas time that his goodness shone brightest. He had even vowed a vow that, as far as he was able to make them so, Every child he knew should be happy on Christmas Day. Early every Christmas morning, every single boy and girl in the neighbourhood, who was old enough, but not too old, came to the castle of Count Cormo. And there, the Count and the Countess welcomed them all. Count Cormo. Count Cormo. Count Cormo. That's our... That's our our guy. Titular Count. So,
1: where is this story from? Do we know?
0: This story is by Frank Stockton. Okay. From America.
1: It's an American story. Yes, the first American story we've had. Exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. Okay, cool. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Okay, so Count Como. Count Cormo. Count Cormo. It's, it's, it's really tempting to say Como. Like Lake Como. Yeah.
0: But it's not,
1: it's Cormo. It's Count Cormo of Lake Como. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, he could be from Lake Como, I don't know. So I guess we're going to find out how he got so poor. I guess because he's so generous and the best man in the world. This is it. Okay
0: there early every christmas morning the count and the countess welcomed them all rich or poor and through the whole day there were games and festive merrymaking and good things to eat and fun of every kind so this is just kids come around their
1: their their castle or whatever yeah Yeah. exactly
0: and besides all this there was a grand christmas tree with a present on it for each of the eager happy youngsters who stood around it but although the good count had a castle and rich lands He gave away so much money that he became poorer and poorer so that at last, he and his wife often found it hard to get the clothes and food they absolutely needed. But this made no difference with the Christmas festivities. The Count was not now able to be very generous during the year, although he was always willing to divide a meal with a hungry person. But he managed so that the children could have their festival and their presents at Christmas. Year by year, he had sold for this purpose some of the beautiful things which the castle contained, so that now there was scarcely enough furniture left for the actual use of himself and the Countess. One night, about a week before Christmas, the Count and his wife sat in the great hall before a fire smaller and poorer than those which burned on the hearth of most of the cottages in the surrounding country.
1: Even their fire's small now.
0: For the cottages could go into the woods and pick up sticks and twigs, whereas the Count had sold all his forests. And so that he could not cut wood. And he only had one old man for outdoor work, and he had already picked up all the fallen branches within a wide circuit of the castle. (laughs) He's only got one servant. I know. Poor, poor little guy. Poor little
1: fella. I've only got ten acres left. (laughs) I've sold all my forests.
0: (laughs) This is a nice guy, though.
1: Yeah, he's the best man ever.
0: Yeah, I mean, it literally says that. (laughs) Well, one thing is certain, said the Countess Cormo, as she drew her chair nearer to the little pile of burning sticks. And that is that we cannot have the children here at Christmas this year. Why not? asked the Count. Because we have nothing to give them, replied his wife. We have nothing for them to eat, nothing to put on the tree, and no money to buy anything. What would be the good of their coming when we have nothing at all for them? But we must have something, said the Count. Think of all the years we've had these Christmas gatherings, and then think how hard it would be. us and the little ones, to give them up, now that we are growing old, and we may not be with the children another year. There are yet several days before Christmas. I can sell something tomorrow, and we can have the tree and everything prepared in time.
1: They really like Christmas, don't
0: they? I love it.
1: They're big Christmas heads. (laughs) (laughs) I bet the castle's draped in, like, Christmas lights that just don't work anymore. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) They're like, you're coming round us for Christmas, right? uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you. Please? (laughs) That one house where you go past, it's got, like, a snowman going, like, waving and stuff. As soon as you walk past, the front
1: door bursts open and they're, like, waving, like, like hurry up, hurry up.
0: Yeah. No, 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 don't stop, nice. don't
1: they, stop me. They like Christmas. They love it. They really like it. Oh, they don't but, have any money, Adam. They no, don't. They don't. But you know what they do have? What do they have? The joy and love in their heart. And know? that's enough, and I feel like that's one Is it allow. enough? Okay, well, we'll see. I want a Barbie.
0: <laughs> we'll see.
1: And then the kids <laughs> burnt their house <help> <laughs> down. Sorry, I don't want to preempt the uh the heartwarming. Well ending. we'll see how accurate okay. you are. Right. Okay.
0: There will not be so much to eat as usual. And oh. the presents will be smaller, but it will be our good old Christmas in spite of that. I should very much like to know what you were going to sell, asked the Countess. I thought we had already parted with everything we could possibly spare.
2: Hmm.
0: Not quite, said the Count. There is our old family bedstead. It is very large, it is made of the most valuable woods, and it's inlaid with gold and silver. It will surely bring a good price. Sell the family bedstead, cried the Countess. The bedstead on which your ancestors for generations have slept and died. (laughs) Not the bedstead. (laughs) The bedstead, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) No! How could you even think of such a thing? And what are we going to sleep on, I'd like to know. Oh, we can get along very well, said the Count. There is a small bedstead which you can have, and I will sleep upon the floor. I would much rather sleep on the floor than have the children disappointed at Christmas now. <laughs>
1: God, I think he might need to thought out this problem. <laughs> He's, He's <gets> addicted. <laughs> He's a Christmas addict.
0: <laughs> on the floor, at your age, exclaimed the Countess. It will be the death of you. That's probably not wrong. But if you've made up your mind, I suppose there's no use in me saying anything more about it. Oh, he's not going to die, is he, (laughs) Adam? Is (laughs) this Hans Christian (laughs) (laughs) Andersen? No, it's not. Not the least in the world, replied her husband with a smile. And so she said no more. It was on the morning of the next day that there came through the forest, not very far from Count Cormo's castle, a tall, young, giant. Ooh. As he strode along, he appeared to be talking to the forefinger of his right hand, which he held up before him.
1: <laughs> of course he was. This he is this was. why I love fairy tales. <laughs> when you're just like what? <laughs> like, it's like it's been made by a random computer generated <laughs> like, AI. Yeah, yeah, complete this story. Chat, chat some
0: words.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Holding up his book. <laughs> The Count's like, the Christmas giant's here!
0: (laughs) He's talking to his finger. Well, he was not, however, talking to his forefinger. Oh, dear. But to a little fairy who was sitting on (laughs) it. Okay, of course. Chatting away in a very lively manner. Oh, that's great. And so, said this little creature, you were 200 miles from your own home. What in the world made you take such a long journey? I don't call it very long, replied the giant. And I had to take it. There was nothing else to do. You see, I have nothing to eat, or almost nothing, in my castle, and a person can't get along that way. He must go and see about things. And what are you going to see about? asked the fairy. I am going to see if my grandfather's uncle is dead. He is very rich, and I am one of his heirs. When I get my share of his money, I shall be quite comfortable. And if he's not, I'm going to kill him myself. <laughs> <laughs> Speed things up I love the fact it's his grandfather's uncle <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay, alright So this is You're with, you're with it You with Yeah, it. and it's distinctly on uh, grim, like Isn't it? Um, and I'm enjoying it, it's nice
0: Very American, would you say?
1: Very <laughs> This is a very American Such story Such an American story The old finger fairy giant <laughs> um, I have absolutely no idea where this is going Fantastic, um, that's what we like it let's keep let's go then let's find out let's do it
0: it seems to be said the fairy that is a very poor way of living to be waiting for other people's money Mm. it is so replied the giant i'm tired of it i've been waiting ever since i was a little boy the fairy saw that her companion had not exactly understood her remark but she said no more about it she merely added it seems strange to hear that you were once little Oh, yes, I was, said the giant. At one time, I was no taller than a horse. <laughs> Astonishing, said the fairy, making believe to be very much surprised. Now, when I was baby, I was about the size of a
1: pea. What is going on? This is so weird. Oh, the details. <laughs> so he came came out the size of a horse i'm guessing
0: (laughs) well at one time he was no taller than a horse
1: (laughs) well we can all say that
0: (laughs) it's like at one point in my past i was shorter than a horse now i am taller than a horse
1: (laughs) cool (laughs) story how how these two got together (laughs) what is going on how did this start Uh, okay
0: this made the giant laugh but he said, he said he supposed it must have been so, considering the present size. And then he said, talking of peas reminds me that I'm hungry. We must stop somewhere and ask for something to eat. <laughs>
1: this is the most tortured dialogue I've ever heard. <laughs> talking of peas reminds me I am hungry.
0: <laughs> okay, so so he's hungry. They've got to stop somewhere and mm. ask for something to eat. He
1: a labour cooking.
0: That will suit me very well. ''But don't let us go to the same place,'' said the fairy. ''I expect you are dreadfully hungry.''
1: Well, the conversation's still going on. <laughs> <laughs> ''All
0: right,'' replied the other. ''There's a great house over there in the valley, not more than 15 miles away. I'll just step over there, and you can go to Count Cormo's castle. I'll take you to the edge of the woods. When you've had your dinner, come back to this big oak, and I will meet you. I've heard that Count is getting very poor, but he'll have enough of you.'' Oh. So the giant put the fairy down on the ground, and she skipped along to the castle where he stepped over to the house in the valley. So, in an hour or two, they met again at the Great Oak. And the giant, taking up his little friend on his forefinger, they continued their journey. So
1: she's been to the Count's house? Yeah. We didn't get
0: to see that. That happened off screen.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: You told me that Count Cormo was poor, she said, but I don't believe you know how poor he really is. When I went there, he and his wife had just finished their dinner and were sitting before the fireplace. I didn't notice any fire in it. They were busy talking, and so I did not disturb them, but just climbed up on the table to see what I could find to eat. You haven't any idea what a miserable meal they must have had. Of course, there was enough left for me, for I only needed a few crumbs. But everything was so hard and stale, I could scarcely eat it. I don't know how they can live in that way. But after the meal, when I heard them talking, I found out how poor they really were. It wasn't exactly the proper thing to sit there and listen to them, was it? Asked the giant. Perhaps not. "'said the fairy, but I did want to hear what they were saying.' "'So I sat quite still. "'They were talking about the Christmas tree "'and all the other good things they give the children every year, "'and although they are so poor, they are going to do the same this year.' "'I don't see how they can,' said the giant. "'The count is going to sell his family bedstead,' replied his companion. "'The young giant stopped short in the path. "'What?' (laughs) "'Not the family bedstead.' (laughs) You don't mean to say, you oh, exclaim, okay. that the celebrated family bedstead oh, of the Cormac no. family is to be sold to give the children a Christmas tree. Are you just making them up? No. Okay. <laughs> That's just a joke.
1: <laughs> You're just seeing how far I can be led along. These
0: pages are blank, Frank. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no offence, Frank, or whoever. I've still got the hair clip in my fringe <laughs> from the crack. <laughs> I thought you looked great. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. Okay. Let's have a little bit of beer. Was that the giant talking? Or? <laughs> that
0: was me. That's just—I've okay. got the giant's voice now. So that is exactly what I mean," replied the fairy. "Well, well, well," said the giant, resuming his walk. "I never have heard of such a thing in my, all my born days. It's dreadful. It's pitiful. Indeed, it is," said the fairy. "It ought to be stopped," added the giant. "He shouldn't be allowed to do such a thing." "Indeed, he shouldn't," the fairy said. And thus they went on lamenting and regretting the poor count's purpose. For about eleven miles, and they come to a crossroad through the forest. I'll go down here, said the giant, and leave you among your friends at Fairy Elms, where you want to go. I'm not sure that I do want to go there just now, said the fairy. I think I should like to go with you to your grandfather's uncle's castle, and see what your prospects are. If huh? you find he is still alive, shall you wait? I oh, guess not, said the giant laughing, but you could come along with me, and we'll see how things stand. Oh, okay. Sinister. <laughs> Before very long, they came to a great castle, and a warder stood before the gate. Ho, oh, warder! cried the giant when he came up. How goes it with my grandfather's uncle, the old giant Omscrag?" So,
1: uh, all right, carry on. I won't stop you. The old giant Omscrag. The old giant okay. Omscrag. All right, and so, sorry, so we have a giant here potentially about to murder his grandfather's uncle and a fairy who might marry him. I don't know what's going uh, on. It's, it's a lot. It's dark. and it's so <laughs> jolly. I don't, I'm not Don't confused. you worry about it, now. Right. Don't
0: you worry. So right, right, right. So he's asked, he's asked this warder uh, how it's going with his grandfather's uncle. What, the like giant, Omskreg. Uh,
1: who's like his grandfather's helper. Basically, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: He has been dead a month, <gasps> said the warder, and his property is all divided among his heirs. That is not so, roared the giant. I'm one of his heirs and I haven't got anything. It's outrageous. I don't know anything about it, said the warder. Mm. I was told to give that message to everyone who came, and I've given it to you. (gasps) Who told you to give it,
1: cried the giant. It's a bit rum. Don't like this.
0: My master, Catafan, who is the old giant's principal heir, and who (gasps) now owns the castle. (gasps) Catafan, exclaimed the giant. Catafan. What impudence. He is a ninth cousin by marriage. (laughs) Where is he? I want to see him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the story's just expanding and expanding and expanding. Okay. His ninth cousin, Catafan. Yeah. All right. Ninth cousin
0: by marriage, man. Well, sorry. What's sorry. He, what claim has he got for the castle of Omscrag?
1: Okay, come on. Catafan.
0: Have you forgotten about the, the count at this point?
1: Yeah, who? What? No, I'm, I'm making a, literally making a list of character names <laughs> okay. just to try and keep up. I think
0: that's worthwhile.
1: Okay. So, uh, he
0: wants to see Catafan. And he's asked this to the warder. I don't think he's well enough to see anybody today, said the warder. Mm. Open that gate, the giant roared, or I shall plunge your family into woe. The warder turned pale and opened the gate as wide as it would go, while the giant, with a fairy on his finger, walked boldly in. In a large inner hall, sitting before a great fire, they saw a giant so tall and thin that he looked as if he had been made of great fishing poles, he turned uneasily in his chair when he saw his visitor, and was going to say something about being too unwell to receive company when our young giant, whose name was Felder, okay, okay, Felder, <laughs> I was
2: making out that. yeah, gonna make it out that, yeah.
0: interrupted him by calling out in a tremendous voice, "Well now, Catafan, I should like to know what all this means. How did you come to be heir to this castle?" "'Because it is descent to me from my good old relative and friend,' said the other. "'I expect there are a hundred heirs who have a better right to it than you,' said our giant. "'The truth is, no doubt, that you were here when my grandfather's uncle died, "'and that you took possession and have since kept everybody out.' (laughs) "'Oh no,' said the thin giant. "'The other heirs have had a share of their fortune.' "'How many of them?' said Ferdor. "'How much did they get?' "'As many as two or three of them,' said the other.' And they got some very nice things in the way of ornaments and curiosities. I'm going to have you have with that. Well, said Felder, stretching himself up high. I am one of the heirs to this property, and I want my share of it. Who attends to dividing business? Do you do it yourself? <laughs> oh, no, said the thin giant. I'm not well enough for that. I cannot go about much but I will send for my dividing agent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is this? It's an episode of Law and Order. It's like, it's like the end of an Agatha Christie book where it's revealed what happened, to, like why someone was murdered. Yeah. It's like Poirot is explaining what happened.
0: But it's so convoluted. It's like going through
1: layers of like
0: Catavan <laughs> and then Catavan's dividing agent. Yeah,
1: he's, he's called in his dividing agent now. Yeah. Okay.
0: I had to employ one. There was so much to do. He, he will see that you get your share. He then rang a bell and a small man appeared. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when that happened.
1: When, when, when
0: the fairy saw him, she could not help laughing. But her laugh was such a little one that no one noticed it. This fairy. She's, she's a one, I think. She is this fairy. a
1: one. She's actually all innocent. But yeah. Oh, no, no, no. She's got a dark streak. Don't let that fool you.
0: He had a bushy head of hair, which was black as ink on one side and white as milk on the other. Looking at him from one side, he seemed quite young and from the other side, quite old. On, flip crack, said the thing what? giant. This is another heir to this property. We overlooked him when we made our division.
1: Okay, um, I'm calling it now. Adam. This is You're toying with me, aren't you? This is just a joke. What? what? Flip crack? Flip crack. Come on, Matt. So, Flipcrack is
0: the dividing agent. That's his name. I thought he was just saying Flipcrack. No, that's his name. Flipcrack. All right. (laughs) Flipcrack, said the thin giant. This is another heir to this property. We overlooked him when we made our division. I wish you would take him, as you did the others, and let him choose something that he would like to have. Certainly, said Flipcrack. This way, good sir. And he went out of a side door, followed closely by Felder.
1: Did he shuffle out sideways so he looked young? (laughs) Then he flipped around. (laughs) I'm old, ooh, ooh. Young, guy, old guy. <laughs> young guy Old guy Young guy Old guy Young guy like, I mean that's
0: a pretty good party trick <laughs> <laughs> So he's off to get some stuff in the Absolutely car. Insane How would you like a hinge Quite <laughs> <laughs> The thin giant Yeah <laughs> <laughs> from the other room yeah. do you like a hinge Feldar? <laughs> I don't know because he didn't go with them so he's just yelled that after them as I've gone out hinge Feldar. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so he said how would you like a hinge as they reached the door there are some very handsome and odd hinges nearly new if you take one you might someday get another to match it and then you would have a nice pair already when you put up yeah. a new door
1: cut <laughs> oh, <that's> a fan <laughs>
0: Feldar stopped a moment in the doorway. "'Oh, look at him,' he answered, and then went on. "'Here, good sir,' said Flipcrack, showing the young giant into a large room. "'It's a collection of our most beautiful articles. "'You can choose any one of them, or even two if you like. "'There will be admirable mementos of your deceased relative.' "'Feldar looked around. "'There were all sorts of brass and iron ornaments, old pieces of furniture,' and various odds and ends of little value. A nice lot of rubbish, said the young giant. If I ever have any holes to fill up on my ground, I may send for a few wagon loads of it. Suppose we could look through the rest of the castle? <laughs> oh, good sir, said the dividing agent. The things in the rest of the castle belong to my good master. Hmm. You can come if you choose, said Feldor, striding away. or We can stay behind. And the poor man, frightened, ran after him as fast as he could. The young giant walked through several of the vast rooms of the castle. I oh, see so you have a great deal of very fine furniture here, he said to Flipcrack, and I need furniture. I will mark some of it with this piece of chalk and you can send it to me. <laughs> oh, yes, good sir, cried the dividing agent, quite pleased at this. We can send oh. it to you after you go away. Mm. Failed, I took a piece of chalk from his pocket and marked enough furniture to furnish an ordinary castle. This kind of chalk will not rub off, he said, and I've marked the things... Where it won't show.
1: Special chalk. It's got special chalk. Mm. Just but enough da- things to furnish a castle, you say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay.
2: okay. Bear that oh, in mind. Oh, Bear oh, that, just in keep mind. that in
1: mind. Just yeah, yeah. It in mind. In Make a note of that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think Divi- Flip Crab has made a note of that. As well. <laughs>
0: he probably has. <laughs> he loves dividing stuff <laughs> up. So it, this this chalk's not gonna not gonna rub off. And he said, "But don't overlook any of them." Now, where are your money vaults? <laughs> Where are your money vaults? (laughs) Oh, good sir, cried the dividing agent. You can't go there. We don't divide any of... uh, I mean, we don't have any money vaults. Oh, so that's suspicious Mm. there, Flipcrack. Give me the key, said Felder. Oh, good sir, said Flipcrack, shaking with terror. I must not let that go out of my keep. It. I mean, I haven't got it. Oh, flip crack, come on now. He's a though. terrible liar, isn't it? your game. <laughs> the giant made no answer, but taking the dividing agent by the heels, <laughs> he held him upside down in the air and shook him. A big key dropped from his pockets. A big
1: key. <laughs> <the engine. laughs>
0: Boof, <on the laughs> yeah. That's a key, no doubt, said the giant, putting the man down and picking up the key. I could find the fault by myself. I won't trouble you anymore. But as he went down to the lower parts of the castle, the dividing agent ran after him, wailing and tearing his two-coloured hair. When he reached the money vault, Feldar easily opened the door and walked in. Great bags of gold and silver, each holding about a bushel, were piled up around the walls. Feldar took out his piece of chalk and marked about a dozen of those bags which held the gold coin. Oh, that's right, good sir, cried Flipcrack, feeling a little better. We can send them to you after you go away. What's in those small bags on that shelf? asked Feldar. Those are diamonds, good sir, said the agent. You can mark some of them if you like. I will mark one, said the giant to the fairy, who was securely nestled in the ruffles of his shirt bosom, and that I will give to you. Oh! To me, exclaimed Flipcrack, who did not see the fairy. What does he mean by that? (laughs) Thank you, said the little creature in delight. Diamonds are so lovely. How glad I am that your grandfather's uncle died.
1: (laughs) She is... (laughs) What is she like? (laughs) These are quite a. There's some. There's a bit of flirtation going on. Do you reckon? Oh, yeah. He's picked out a diamond for
0: her. He's waved some diamonds, and she's like, "I'm so glad your (laughs) grandfather's uncle died." And to that, he says, "You shouldn't say that," said the giant. (laughs) It isn't proper. I I, and I'd agree with him. Yeah, it's not right, is it? No. But you feel glad, don't you? She asked. Oh. I don't talk about it if I do," said Felder. Then turning to the dividing agent, he told him that he thought he had marked all the bags he wanted. All right, good sir. So flip crack, we will send them to you very soon. Very soon.
1: He just wants him out of there. Yeah, yeah. He's also thinking he's just talking to himself now as well. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He's thinking, let's just get this guy out. Okay, Felder, let's go.
1: And he's, let's face it,
0: he's not got any intention of sending him the the money. No. Goes.
1: No, not, not old flip crack.
0: Well... Oh, you needn't trouble yourself about that, Sir Felder. Uh, I'll take them whim- uh. along with me. And so saying, he put the bag of diamonds in one of his coat pockets and began to pile the bags of money uh-huh. on his shoulders. And Flipcrack was like, uh,
1: Look, I'm old now. <laughs> and, and now I'm young. And, and now young. I'm old. And I'm young. Come this way.
0: He's like, Yeah, it's getting old now.
1: <laughs> now it's getting young. <laughs> <Nice>. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still going to be taking all this stuff with me. <laughs> yeah, so, nice try. <laughs>
0: The dividing agent yelled and howled with dismay, but it was of no use. Feldar loaded himself with the bags and walked off without even looking at Flipcrack, who was almost crazy at seeing so much of his master's treasure boldly taken away from him. Feldar stopped for a moment in the great hall, where the thin giant was still sitting before
1: the fire. This thin giant, described as like a pole. Yeah. i just picturing <laughs> like, like a sort <laughs> of noodle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Just> stick insect. <laughs> <laughs> um... I've taken my share of the money, he said. I've marked a lot of furniture and things I want you to send me inside of a week. Do you understand? The thin giant gave one look at the piles of bags on Feldar's shoulders and fainted away. He had more money left than he could possibly use, but he could not bear to lose the least bit of the wealth he'd seized
1: upon. Oh, he's a greedy, greedy old so-and-so, yeah. Casafan.
0: What in the world are you going to do with all that money? the fairy asked. I'm going to give one bag of it to Count Cormo. So you can offer the children a decent Christmas tree and the rest I shall carry to my castle on Shattered Crag. Shattered Crag? Yeah. I don't believe the Count will take it, said the fairy. He's awfully proud and he would say that you were given the Christmas feast and not he. I wish you would let me manage this affair for you. Well, I will, said the giant. All right, cried the fairy, clapping her hands. I'll do the thinking and you can do the working. It's easy for me to think.
1: Brains and brawn. There you go. Classic the classic split. We still don't even know how they met. That's yeah. a backstory here, I'm thinking.
0: I think basically he was she was hitchhiking.
1: Oh really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was it. So she was sticking out her thumb and then he stuck out his finger.
0: Yep. And it <laughs> just worked out. It just really worked. <laughs> and they clicked. Yeah. Instantly clicked. Yeah, look at me with my thumb and you with your finger.
1: They're like an old married couple.
0: That's fine. It's just as easy for me to work, said Feldar with hearty goodwill.
1: I think he's quite smart, though, Feldar. He's been, mm. you know, he knows what he wants and he got it. Absolutely. And he's, he's being kind as well to the count. He
0: is. And he's also not yeah. afraid to call someone out if he doesn't agree with their behaviour, he says. Yeah, yeah. That's not proper. What yeah. are you
1: doing? I'm, I'm coming round to Feldar. You like Feldar? The, uh, the fairy, I'm a little. About Do you her, think she's just a bit uh,
0: oblique? You, like you can't yeah, really yeah. get a handle mm. on her. It's just yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, we'll find out. Let's see. Well, now she's in charge. We'll see what <laughs> what she's all about. <laughs>
0: so the day before Christmas, poor Count Como sat quite disconsolate in his castle hall before a hearth where there was no fire. <laughs>
1: It doesn't
0: need to be there. <laughs> yeah, why do they still sit by the fire <laughs> when there's nothing in it?
1: She's like, come sit in the sun, it's shining. No. No. I'm no. imagining there's a roaring flame. Or well, she's like, do you want to put some wood in there, dear? <laughs> no. No. No, I, I
0: like it as it is. Save the wood for the children <laughs> when they come round. Darling, there are no any children. There never were. <laughs> <laughs> so he'd sold his old family bedstead. But he had received very little money for it. People said such old bedsteads were not worth much, even if they were inlaid with precious metals. So he had only been able to prepare a small tree on which he had hung the cheapest kind of presents. And his feast was very plain and simple. So he had gold and silver
1: on his bedstead.
0: Yeah. Apparently it doesn't fetch much.
1: (laughs) No, no. You
0: you give someone an old bedstead inlaid with gold and silver, they're like, that's a bit old, isn't it? Do we
1: have to keep saying bedstead? (laughs)
0: It's weird, it's jarring. It's just a bed. It's just a bed, right? Can we just say bed? Let's say bed instead of bedstead. It's standing out, that word. Bedstead. Bedstead. Bedstead, bedstead. So he's he's rubbish. He didn't get much for it, so Christmas is going to be like low-key. The countess, indeed, was afraid the things would not go around, for their old servant had told them... That he had heard there would be more children at the castle the next day than had ever been before. Uh, she was know. in favour of giving up the whole affair and sending the children home as soon as they should come.
1: What, because there's going to be sorry, loads of kids this yeah. time? The kids, the words got round. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's hype, massive hype.
0: What is the use, she said, of having them here when we have so little to give them? They will get more at home and then if they don't come, we shall have the things for ourselves. No no, my dear, said the Count. This must be the last time that we shall have the children with us, for I do not see how we can live much longer in this sorrowful condition.
1: We're gonna have one last epic party <laughs> yeah. that we'll remember forever. It's like a teen movie. Yeah, it's now. a
0: setup for a good yeah, coming of age like yeah. comedy.
1: One last blast. <laughs> That's what it's called.
0: The, the hype is huge.
1: It's gonna be massive. The
0: poor count's Christmas, Colon. One last blast. <laughs>
1: One
0: last <laughs> uh, So the Count's is not having any... But No, no, no. Uh, this is the last time we have the children with us, for I do not see how we can live much longer in this sorrowful condition. But the dear boys and girls must come tomorrow. I should not wish to die knowing that we have missed a Christmas. We must do the best with what we have, and I am sure we can make them happy if we try. And now let us go to bed, so as to be up early tomorrow. The Countess sighed. There was only one little bedstead. (laughs) There's that word again. And the poor Count had to sleep on the floor. Christmas Day dawned bright, clear and sparkling. The Count was in good spirits. It is a fine day, he said to his wife, and that is a great thing for us. We need all we can get, said the Countess, and it is well for us that fine days do not cost anything.
1: She's not feeling this part, is she? Meanwhile, he's in a Christmas onesie, yeah, like a Father Christmas onesie. He's
0: dancing around to Mariah Carey. <laughs> it's like it's here, Christmas is here. <laughs> She's got a head in her hands. Oh. Very soon the Count heard the sound of many merry voices, and his eyes began to sparkle. <sighs> they are coming, he cried, oh. and threw open the door of the castle and went to meet his little guests. But when he saw them, he started back. "'What do you think?' he exclaimed to the Countess, who stood behind him. "'There is a long procession of them, and they are headed by a giant. "'The young giant Who "'Whoever heard of such a thing as a giant coming to a children's festival? "'He will eat up everything we have in a few mouthfuls!' "'You might as well let him do it,' said the Countess. "'There won't be enough for the others anyway. "'There seem to be hundreds of them, "'and if there isn't a band of music striking up!' "'Sure enough,' Quite a procession was approaching the castle. First came the giant Feldar, with Tillette, the little fairy. <gasps> she's got a name. She's got a name, toilette T- <laughs> Oh, toilette No, Tillette It's Til- Til- the Til- best a man can get.
1: <laughs> best a giant can get. <laughs> that was from a razor advert. Just uh, so Ros- everyone. Yeah, just <laughs> Uh
0: So he's, she's the little fairy on his finger. Then four or five musicians. And after them, a long line of children, <laughs> all dressed in their best clothes Aww. and marching two by two. <laughs> I don't know why they're marching two by two. just, just a normal Christmas day. <laughs> children marching <laughs> two, <laughs> two, <laughs> by two by two. Left, right, left, right, left, right. <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> Merry Christmas! shouted the giant as soon as he saw the Count Cormo. And then all the children shouted, Merry Christmas! "'until the castle courtyard echoed with a cheerful greeting "'while the band played loudly and merrily. "'Come in, my dears,' cried the Count to the children. "'I am glad to see you. "'But as for you, good giant, "'I fear my door is not quite large enough. "'Perhaps you can stoop and squeeze yourself in.' "'Count Cormo!' cried the fairy from the giant's finger. "'I have a plan to propose.' "'The good Count looked up in surprise. "'If it isn't a dear little fairy,' he exclaimed, Why, certainly, if you have a plan to propose, I shall be happy to hear it. Well then, said Tillette, suppose we go first into the Great Hall, in the old wing of the castle. That is so large that it will hold us all, and we can have a grand dance, if we feel like it, after we get there. I am afraid that the Great Hall would be very uncomfortable, said the Count. No one has ever lived in it, nor even entered it, so far as I know, for many years, and everything must be covered with dust and cobwebs. "'But it would be so nice to march around that great hall "'with the music and everything. "'I don't believe there's any dust.' "'Well then,' said the Count, "'as you seem to set your heart on it, we'll go.' "'So the Count and the Countess put on their hats "'and took their places in the procession "'at the head of the line of the children "'and just behind the musicians. "'Then they all marched across the great courtyard "'to the old wing of the castle, "'and when they reached the doors of the great hall, "'the giants swung them open.' And everybody entered. Never were there two such astonished people as the Count and Countess. Oh. Right in the middle of the hall stood a great Christmas tree, oh. which the giant had brought in on his shoulders from the woods. On the wide spreading branches of this tall tree were hung hundreds of presents and oh. sparkling ornaments. What does this mean? gasped the Count. Wh- whose tree is this? It is yours, it is yours, cried <laughs> all the children in a merry chorus, which made the old walls ring. It is your Christmas tree, and we the children who love you, give it to you. The Count looked around from one to another of the children. He's got tears. not so a word. Crawling, Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like this is the climax of the of the film.
1: Best day of his life.
0: <laughs> his heart was too full for him to speak. Then the giant put the fairy on his shirt frill, and stooping down... Took up the count and countess, one in each hand, holding them gently but very firmly, and carried them around the tree, raising them up and down, so that they could see all the presents, even those at the very top.
1: It's <laughs> a story of extraordinary images that yep. takes the biscuit. <laughs> what's the image it's a giant walking around a tree put <laughs> your <laughs> count and countess in eat that lifting them up and down like, woohoo like a, like a fairground ride it's,
0: in my head it was like you know the elephants where they're like it's an elephant it like where it spins round and it like the arms go up and down
1: that is that's quite something wow. it's quite the image isn't it That's great but it's it's what they want I mean the countess <laughs> is probably like when's this going to be she's tolerating it she's tolerating she's it she's just got limp in his hands just up and down <laughs> The Count's just got a big grin from ear to ear. And the kids are just having a whale of a time. Oh, they're loving it. At at Kids Fest. (laughs) Kids Fest, is that what it's called? (laughs) Has it got a Z in it? Yeah. Kids Fest.
0: So, Feldos like, showing them all these presents hanging on the tree. Yeah. Everything was labelled, not with the name of the person they were for, for they were all for the Count and Countess, (gasps) but with the names of those who gave them. Oh Presently, the count began to read out every name aloud, and each time a child's name was called, all the other children would clap and cheer. There were a good many small bags hanging, which looked as if they were very heavy, and these were all marked From Felder, while some beautiful clusters of diamonds, which glittered in the sunlight that poured in through the windows, were labelled From Tillet. Oh. It took a long time to look at all the presents, which were rather different from all the things generally seen on Christmas trees, for the great branches and boughs held every kind of useful and ornamental articles that the Count and Countess needed. Many of these were old family treasures which they once had owned, but had been obliged to sell to keep up their Christmas festivals.
1: Ah, so it's their old stuff they're getting back. Yeah.
0: That's nice, isn't it? The Count and his wife were more and more delighted as they were carried around the tree. But at last, this happy business was over and the giant put them down upon the floor. Now for a dance, cried the fairy in her clear little voice, and the music struck up, while all the children began to dance gaily round the tree. The count and countess, with the giant and the fairy, stood aside while this happy play was going on, enjoying it almost as much as the children. But when the dancing began to flag, the count thought that the time had now come when the party ought to have something to eat, and his heart failed him.
1: He's just thinking... Gosh, we don't have any food. What are we going to do? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Everyone's having such a good time. He's uh. like, oh, it's about to be ruined. Yeah. But he need not have troubled his mind no. about that. As soon as the dance was done, the giant stepped to a door which led to another apartment and throwing it open, he cried, Enter the banqueting hall. This is the feast the children give to the good Count Cormo and his wife, the Countess. He has feasted them often and often and made them happy for many a Christmas pass it's their turn now everybody treat through the door the children gently pushing the count and countess before them the room was truly a banqueting hall a long table was covered with every kind of good thing to eat and on smaller tables in the corners was ever so much more in case it should be needed okay all right (laughs) there's a lot of imagine all the food then imagine a little bit more (laughs) Here and there on the long table were enormous cakes, great bowls of jelly, and vast pies. Everybody knew these were for the giant. The Count and Countess took their places at the head and foot of the table, and all the children gathered around, and everybody had a splendid appetite. Just in the center of the table, there was a little table. <laughs> that was the last thing you expected <laughs> on the center of the table, was another little table.
1: Oh, I'll fold you.
0: And on that table,
1: <laughs> there's a table. <laughs> this table's just a floor.
0: <laughs> just in the centre of the table, there was a little table about three inches high. Oh, for t- toilet toilet. To t- toilet. <laughs> the to <best of> making. <laughs> <laughs> on which there were there were little morsels of the dainties the others were eating. The dainties. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah.
1: At this so table, this has got a mini version of. Yeah, everything. exactly. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. At this table, on a little chair, the fairy Tillette sat where she could see everything, and she enjoyed herself <laughs> as much as anybody else did. Oh,
2: great.
0: When the banquet was over, they all went into the great hall where they had dances and games and singing, and there never was a merrier company before.
1: I wish I was at this party. It just sounds great.
0: Incredible, right? (laughs) Really? The the dream Christmas party. Dream
1: kids fest. Yeah. Honestly. Absolutely. They've nailed it this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Everyone. Ah. I I genuinely felt a sort of sense of I wish I was there. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So. I'm loving this party, but that party. I mean, no, no, I can't compete with that. That's next level party. Yeah. Totally.
0: When the evening approached, the count stood up and made a little speech. He tried to tell the children how good he thought they were and how happy they have made him. He did not say much, but they all understood him. (laughs) When he had finished, there was a silence over the whole room. The children looked at one another. Some of them smiled. And then all together, as if they had planned it out before, they cried, The giant and the fairy did it all. They gave us the money, and she told us what to buy. (laughs) Oh, said the young giant, his face turning very red. (gasps) I thought nothing was going to be said about that. Oh, And he went outside... So that nobody should make a speech to him. Oh, he's too bashful. so oh, oh. I don't want to be sent on attention. <laughs> now all the children came up, and each in turn bade the count and Countess farewell. And then, headed by the giant's band of music and singing merrily, they marched away to their homes. But Count Cormo would not let the giant and fairy go away so soon. He made them come with him to the dwelling part of his castle, and there after a little squeezing and stooping by the giant <laughs> at the door, <laughs> they all sat down around the hearth, on which a fine blazing fire had been built. I don't know what to say, my dear Feldar," said the oh, Count.
1: He's taken his uh, his fake white beard off. It's just dangling around his neck. Yeah, now. yeah, exactly, like, yeah. Felder, I don't know what to say, man. I can
0: never repay you. The giant was about to exclaim that the Count need not say anything, and that he did not wish to be repaid, when, seeing he felt embarrassed... The fairy broke in. Oh yes, Dick count, you can repay him. You can adopt him. You have no children, you are getting old and you are living alone. He has no parents, even his grandfather's uncle is now dead and he lives all by himself in his castle on the shattered crag. He is rich and you can show him how to do good with his great wealth. He could come and live in the old wing of the castle where the rooms are so large the furniture he has inherited could be sent there. And you could all be so happy together. Will you take him? The Count's eyes filled with tears. Would you like us to adopt you? he said to Feldar. Indeed, I should, was the reply. Then the young giant knelt on the floor, and the count got up on a table and put his hands on the young giant's head and adopted him (laughs) (laughs) The ancient adoption ceremony. I now pronounce you adopted. You are now my son. <laughs>
1: that was amazing. <laughs>
0: now, you ought to adopt her, said Feldar oh, no, after but... he had kissed the count and countess and had oh. sat down again by the fire.
1: No, but then there'll be siblings, so I don't feel that's where the relationship's going. <laughs> no, said Tillette.
0: <gasps> I cannot be adopted, <gasps> but I will often come to see you, oh. and we shall be happy together. And the children will have a splendid Christmas festival every year. As long as we live, said the Count and Countess. As long as I live, said Feldor. When the Count and Countess went up to their room that night, there they found the family bedstead, all cleaned and polished, oh. with its gold and silver ornaments sparkling like new. Oh, who did that? What a happy Christmas I have had, said good Count Cormo. The end. Thank you. That was a bit of an epic one. That took like several
1: years it felt like. Didn't didn't to me
0: actually. Okay, good.
1: No, not like the one we had two years ago. <laughs> the Christmas several. cuckoo. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was great. I really like that. Okay, great. I mean it was weird. It was a very strange story. Odd, wasn't it, yeah. <laughs> it was a very odd story. So you say it's an American story. Yeah. So a called Frank. Yeah,
0: so it's written by a chap called Frank Stockton who lived from 1834 to 1902 and he was an American writer and humorist who published this story in 19... 19- well, this is the thing. I couldn't actually find when it came out, when he actually wrote it. Okay. He says it was published in 1927 but he must have written it a long time before that because he died in 1902. So... Maybe really they found understand. it amongst his things Quite or possibly.
1: Something. Yeah. That's quite common with um,
0: authors. So interesting to have an American tale.
1: Yeah. Yeah, really nice. That's something we've never done before. No. I do feel like that happens with the the Christmas ones. We get to explore further than we normally do. I think we probably I sh- should try and do that a bit more with the grim stuff. Because there's all sorts of stories all over the world that yeah. we can try and um, fight. It's just, yeah. I, actually, you know, because American ones don't come up that often. No. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed that. So it's it's an oldie So he was around in the Grimm's time Exactly yeah Yeah But it's obviously more in the sort of style of I guess a Hans Christian Andersen A kind of Yeah
0: A a sort of penned
1: story Yeah So I mean Okay So that that was That was weird So (laughs) okay So we have a poor count Who loves Christmas But he's poor Because he loves Christmas so much He's made himself poor Yep And then you know he ends up being rewarded and having the best Christmas of his life and living happily ever after. And the way that we get that is we cut to a giant with a fairy on his finger. Yeah. He's going to see if his grandfather's uncle's dead so he can inherit the money. Yeah. Which I love that speculative sort of like,
0: oh, it's not that I've heard he's died and I'm coming to collect my... He might be dead. I'll
1: just go see. And didn't it say he was like, I've just gone for a walk. Yeah. A 200-mile walk or whatever. Yeah. Just, you know oh, you know what, I'll see if my grandfather's uncle's dead. Well, a 200-mile walk when you're a giant is not much, is It's it? nothing. It's nothing. It's like a 20-mile walk for exactly. us. We've still quite a lot. Yeah, it's <laughs> much less than that, actually. Um, so he goes there and he finds his... <laughs> he just ends up in this weird legal situation where someone else, a uh, distant cousins tried to claim his <laughs> inheritance. <laughs> Ninth cousin by marriage. He just, like, bashes his way in anyways. I don't care. I'm taking what's mine. Yeah. Sort of um, driving a... Dividing agent, a a little bit, sort of getting very stressed out by the whole situation. But he just takes it all anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not just taking it for himself; he's taking it to the count, with whom he already has a a pre-existing relationship. They They already know know each 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 other. Yeah. The fairy just appeared on his finger. We didn't really get. I know we, you know, probably a hitchhiker we're thinking. But I reckon so. I feel like there's more to this story. Do you think? I feel like we need an origin story.
0: Well, it's certainly intriguing their relationship. I mean, you speculated, you thought
1: there might be a romantic element to it. I felt something. I felt yeah. a spark. You felt a spark between them? Yeah, yeah, there was something there. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> And ultimately why she said that she couldn't be adopted at the end. Well, I think there's an element of that. Yeah. but yeah. <laughs> She was like, I will adopt you too. No, 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 I don't think we'll be doing that no. actually. But you know, we're going to have great Christmases. <laughs> and they were like, yay. <laughs> um, Catafan, he needs a backstory. I'd watch his backstory. Yeah. <laughs> the sort of noodle giant. <laughs> <The> noodle giant. <laughs> the very greedy noodle giant. The
0: greedy noodle giant who's quite frail and fainted when Feldar took his money.
1: <laughs> no, that's a guy I want to hear more from. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, you see what I mean? So that, that's sort of the story. Yeah. But I feel like there's more behind that story. Like, I want to know how they, they all know each other. And uh, there was a lot of people showing people other rooms. There's a lot of like come yeah. this way, look in this room. Yeah. The uh Flipcrack did it and uh Feltar <laughs> did it at the end. Like but, come check this room out. That's Have you my seen favorite, this room? Favourite name I think from the story is Flipcrack. Definitely. Yeah. Flipcrack. <laughs> the guy, the dividing agent, who <laughs> one way he looks old, one way he looks young. Oh that's great. What was it like milk hair and charcoal hair something or something? like that. Yeah. Amazing. Like um, Credo Deville.
0: Is that It's basically like a sort of um, like a lawyer who specialises
1: in inheritance. It's like a family lawyer. He's a dividing agent. I divide things up. Yeah. Stop all those arguments. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he's he's a lawyer. Adam, it was a fairy tale with a lawyer. I mean, that's weird, isn't it? A lawyer with milky white hair and charcoal black hair. (laughs) (laughs) What? It's weird, isn't
0: it? How? Because you look at the way this is written, and it feels more. Like that detail, if we're saying there's a lawyer here, mm-hmm. it feels more modern, doesn't it? But it's not really written much later than the Grimm's wrote their collection down. No. So, like, it's just very strange, isn't it? It is. So, it, it's just a more American way of looking at the world, or uh, I don't know.
1: Having a lawyer, a giant lawyer. <laughs> no, not a giant lawyer, a little lawyer no. for giants. I think how it was just we normal had a, size. We had a lawyer for giants. Yeah, giant in lawyer. In a story. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean about that feeling modern. There was a bit where the fairy, where Tillet said something like, they've got presents in everything, or something. That yeah. sounded really modern. It's like, you've got this presents in, everything. in everything. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah, yeah. One thing I, I thought that st- struck me was, it's a story with two very, like, headstrong men and two exasperated women. So you've yeah. got the count, who's like, oh, I love Christmas, let's have the children. Yeah. And the countess is like, oh, please stop. And then you've got Feldar, like, right, I'm getting all this, I'm doing yeah. that. And Tillet, like, actually behind the scenes, like, well, I'm going to take over. Let me do this. Yeah, yeah. There was a kind of parallel between those two, I felt. Yeah, that's true. That is yeah. a very good point, actually. Yeah. Because, I mean, we didn't necessarily... Ne- I, I love Tillet, don't get me wrong. But yeah. we didn't. the story didn't need her. The giant could have just gone and yeah, done totally. all that I himself. Yeah, totally. I don't know what all that was about. And I like their relationship. I'm intrigued by their relationship. Mm-hmm. She was like
0: a hitchhiker when he picked her up. And then he said... Got to the point where it's like, this is where you wanted to go, wasn't it? Like fairy elms or something. And oh, she's yeah. like, oh, I'm actually going to stick with you. Yeah, so, yeah, okay.
1: And see what your prospects are. Yeah. What's yeah. that all about? Yeah. Presents hung on trees. Nice. That's nice. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> love the concept. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. We've had candles hung on trees in the little fir tree. That's right bit of a fire hazard, I think it burnt the tree or something. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Uh presents hung on trees. That's That's, that's gotta g- be a tradition, right? Yeah. I think? Yeah, somewhere in America with old Frank <laughs> I don't know. I don't know actually. It's nice. I think someone messaged us in the the little fir tree saying that um you do get or you used to get Christmas trees hung upside down from the ceiling. That was a thing. And I oh, think that's yeah. how it was described in the little fir tree. So you could do anything with your Christmas tree.
0: Anything you want. Yeah. It is interesting, isn't it? Because it's written by an American writer, but it's featuring counts and countesses. Hmm. So presumably he's sort of aping like European fairy tales that he's aware of. And it's yeah. like... He didn't get counts and countesses in North America, so it's it's like the story is set somewhere in Europe, to my mind. Oh, I
1: yeah, but I, I'd say that's... Um... Uh, an essential ingredient of a fairy tale is having the royal setting. Yeah. You know, and it's sort of in a faux medieval world as well. Although that almost felt a bit later than medieval. But um, yeah, it's a key ingredient, isn't it? It's a key signifier. I mean, normally you'd have like king and queen or a prince and princess say. So yeah. It's funny to have a count and countess. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little sub story. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic.
0: Did you like it? I loved it. Yeah. It's got... Giants, it's got fairies, it's got legal wranglings between it, family members squirrelling over inheritance. It's got heartwarming Christmas cheer to it at the end. Yeah. A nice little message about, you know, being generous and, you know, using your money for good. It's nice. It's
1: just nice. And he adopts a giant at the end. That's weird. He adopts a giant by standing on a table and touching his head. (laughs) What's that about? (laughs) It was, it was a weird story, though. There's, really a, weird. there's a weirdness to it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like a, something slightly uncomfortable about it. Like it almost feels quite grown up at times. Like yeah. guess all the lawyer stuff and the yeah. weird relationship with the giant and the fairy. Yeah. and the Yeah, there's something strange about that story. Oh, totally. But I loved it. <laughs> so it's all good. Fantastic. Right, so I wanted to have my cake and eat it. Yep. Am I still going to have my cake and eat it? Have we got time? Does that mean we don't have time? Let's try it, shall we? Let's see how far we get. What What are the options? What's happening? I get the feeling you said there's lots of short little chapters. So we can just read a chapter or two of this. Okay. Shall we? Should we do it? Shall we do it? This cheating? is mad. Let's do it. This Look, is mad. we're
0: having a lovely Christmas party. Yeah. We don't quite want it to end just yet. No, thank you. No offence to the countless Christmas parties, but this is also <gasps> a great one. Shall we keep it going by reading or starting to read The Nutcracker? And the Mouse King. What is The Nutcracker and the Mouse King? What is it? Yeah, what is it? Should I know that? So, The Nutcracker and the Mouse King was written by E.T.A. Hoffman. That's Ernst Theodor Hoffman, who was a Prussian romantic author. Lived from 1776 to 1822. He wrote this story in 1816, and it was translated to English by Mrs. St. Simon in 1853. And then it was subsequently, of course, famously turned into a ballet.
1: By Tchaikovsky. God, this is amazing. Is it? Yeah, this is just so exciting. You're excited about the nutcracker? Just everything about this is exciting. Fantastic. So this is potentially a new Christmas tradition. I think, let's start it. We'll slowly read the the nutcracker. I mean, traditions have to start somewhere, don't they? Let's start one right now. Let's start one right now. Let's do it. With a cup of tea? Keep us going. Yeah. All right. The Nutcracker and the Mouse King. Christmas Eve.
0: During the long, long day of the 24th of December, the children of Dr. Stahlbaum were forbidden from entering the parlour. Fritz and Marie nestled together in the back chamber as dusky twilight came on. In hushed tones, Fritz was telling his little sister that he had not long before seen a little man glide along the corridor with a large box under his arm, but he knew full well it was only Godfather Drosselmeyer. At this, Marie clapped her little hands for joy and exclaimed, Oh, what do you imagine Godfather Drosselmeyer has made for us this time? Councillor Drosselmeyer was in no way a handsome man. He was small and thin with a wrinkled face and a large black patch over his right eye. To cover oh. his bald head, he wore a lovely white wig made of glass.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay, pause. Time out, time out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are we? What's happening? And who is who? So okay. we've got, who's the first guy? Stein. I <laughs> know, no, it's, re- it's really confusing. Okay. So St- basically, this is a little family.
0: Dr. Stahlbaum, he's the dad.
1: Dr. Stahlbaum
0: yep he's got uh two little kids uh a uh, uh, son and a daughter the son is called fritz the daughter's called marie now and now, he, now <laughs> enter Councillor drosselmeyer or godfather drosselmeyer i guess he's their godfather okay he's an ugly <laughs> small man apparently where's a glass wig <laughs> where's a glass wig Okay. I don't understand the glass wig. Is it just <laughs> solid, like a sort of like what you pop on like a Lego man, like just sort of clips on?
1: It's <laughs> yeah. d- d- got no give to but it. But also, it if, it's glass. if it's glass, it's just going to show your
0: bald head underneath. Yeah, I know, he hides his bald head under glass. Yeah, genius.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. So Fr- I, Fritz and Marie, they they stick in my head. Yeah. So I'll remember they're, those. They're the two children. Though. Yeah. Okay. All right. And the, the kids are like, I've seen Santa basically. I'm the other, and Marie's like, no, no, that was just old glass head.
0: Yeah, yeah, old glass head. Godfather, Council of Drosselmeyer. You with me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Um, so this, they're talking about this wig, and it's a rather ingenious artifact. But then, the Godfather was a rather ingenious man himself, for he knew all there was to know about clocks and how to make them. When one of many beautiful clocks in Dr. Stolbaum's house was sick and could not sing, Godfather Drosselmeyer would come and pierce it with all manner of sharp instruments. This always made Marie quite anxious, but it did the clock no harm. On the contrary, it would become quite lively again, striking and singing so merrily that it was a pleasure to all who heard it. Whenever he visited, he had a little something in his pocket for the children. But when he arrived on Christmas Eve... He brought a gift of such splendour that their parents would always put it away for safekeeping afterwards. Fritz thought that this time it would be a castle, patrolled by many fine soldiers who would defend it with their cannon fire when it was under siege. No, no, Marie interrupted him. Godfather Drosselmeyer told me about a lovely garden with a great lake and the most beautiful swans which sing sweet songs. Then a little girl comes along and feeds the marzipan. "'Swan's don't eat Marzipan,' scoffed Fritz, "'and even Godfather Drossenmayer can't make a whole garden. "'Besides, his toys aren't much good "'if they are always taken away from us again. "'I like our gifts from Papa and Mamma much better, "'for we can keep those and do with them as we please.' "'Just at that moment, there was a silvery ling of a bell, "'and the doors flew open to reveal "'a dazzling light from the parlour. "'The children's parents appeared at the doorway,' And taking them by the hand, said, Come, children, see what Christmas has brought you this year.
1: <laughs> the and that's the end of, of the first chapter. chapter. Are you feeling another one? I mean, I am, is it? Okay. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Okay. Oh, my word, what's going to happen? The gifts.
0: The children must have been very good that past year, for never before had they received so many fine presents. In the centre of the room there stood a magnificent fir tree decked with gold and silver apples, while sugar almonds and lemon drops adorned its branches like buds and blossom. All around the tree were laid the most beautiful gifts of every description. Marie spied the daintiest dolls, a tea set and all sorts of little trinkets. Fritz went straight to his new regiment of hussars, who were most handsomely clad in red and gold and looked very smart indeed on their white horses. The children had just turned to some exquisitely drawn picture books when the bell sounded again. This was a sign that Godfather Drosselmeyer would now reveal his gifts, and so they ran to the table where their godfather's present was concealed by a long velvet curtain. Imagine their delight when the curtain was drawn aside. A magnificent castle stood on a lush green lawn covered with flowers. Its golden turrets shone brightly, and the light gleamed on its clear glass windows. A bell sounded inside the castle, and the doors and windows flew open to reveal scores of little men and women going about the many rooms.
1: Was whose was the idea was it was this Fritz's idea? I
0: think he basically had yeah. an idea where it was going to be a castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Marie wanted this garden with swans and being fed marzipan. Sure, Sure, sure. Fritz sure. was like, No 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 no, no. that's not gonna happen. It's a castle, and he was right, yeah. One nil for it. Yeah. So the great hall was aglow with the light of a thousand tiny candles, and children in white dresses and green jackets could be seen dancing to the music. At intervals, a man in an emerald green cloak appeared at the window, waved, and promptly disappeared again. And every so often, Godfather Drosselmeier himself, though he was hardly bigger than their father's thumb, emerged at the door of the castle to
1: wave at the children. Sorry, I don't know if I'm half asleep or this is just a lot to say. T- I thought you were saying for a sec that he was tiny. Actually, the godfather with the glass hair was actually as big as a thumb. But it's like an imitation I of I think him. it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah It's yeah. not actually. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They've got a godfather <laughs> who's as big as their father's and I forgot thumb.
1: to mention last time, <laughs> he's as big as a thumb. Um, okay, so he's just got this amazing mechanical castle.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can picture it just absolutely full of whimsy. Just, oh,
1: lovely toy. Oh, oh, full of whimsy. Yeah.
0: Fritz watched the scene, his chin resting on his hands, before saying, Godfather Drosselmeier, let me go to your castle. The counsellor gave him to understand that this could not be done. And indeed it was most foolish of Fritz to wish to enter a castle barely as tall as he was. Oh, Fritz. After Fritz had watched the ladies and gentlemen and the dancing children and the emerald man at the window and Godfather Drosselmeier at the door for some time, he cried out impatiently, let the green man at the window walk about with the rest. This cannot be done either, said the councillor. Then the children must come down, so I can see them better. None of that can be done, replied the councillor curtly, as the mechanism is made, so it must remain. Well then, Godfather Drosselmeyer, said Fritz, if that's how it is, then I don't think much of your little figures inside the castle. My hussars are far better, for they can go back and forth as I order them. And with that, he turned his back on Godfather Drosselmeyer's creation.
1: Oh, Fred,
0: that's rude, isn't it? Spoiled little Pratt. I know. I think about how long it took him to make this.
1: Did, did, did Godfather Drosselmeyer make it himself? I think so. What a rude little. Because he's, like
0: he's like a he's like a like a watchmaker. Uh, yeah, you're that. right. He's, he can make There's intricate a lot mechanical of things. To keep on top of here. Um, yeah, that's rude, isn't it? Unimpressed. Four. My parents would have been so mad if I'd done that. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting stressed thinking about it. Marie had also slipped away. She too found the scene tedious <gasps> for a while, but, unlike her brother, was too polite to say so. And a genius work like this was not made for silly children, snapped Councillor Drosselmeyer angrily. I shall pack up my castle and take it home. But then their mother Aww. entreated him to show her the curious mechanism by which it all worked. So the counsellor took the whole thing apart and put it back together again. This put him into good spirits once again, and he gave the children some little men and women with gilded faces which smelled like sweet gingerbread. Fritz and Marie
1: were very pleased with them indeed. So mum said, go on, just humour him a bit and show you, feign some interest. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's the end of that
1: chapter. No. Oh. Yeah.
0: You want another one, don't I you? I do, but
1: I think we've got to be... Uh disciplined sure. and uh i think we should close it there before we get too sucked into that story. i think we
0: probably should but you're enjoying it so far
1: Lo- absolutely loving it yeah and it's taking every fiber of my willpower to just, just close the book yeah, I know, there. but because uh, you
0: can feel it's a magical world you just want to hang out in but
1: i do there's been a lot of magic tonight though i don't there has that was um that was really good it's uh Again, instantly transportative. I feel like I'm there. I feel like I know that world. Yeah. I mean, Drosselmeyer, bit weird, but uh, yeah. I quite like him. Yeah. How do you get a glass wig? Look, there's a lot to dwell on. There's a lot yeah. to think about over the Christmas period. But, well, you know, this is it. it's Christmas holidays now, so we can just sort of... <laughs> like you're just going to imagine how that story is going <laughs> to like shape up over the next few years. <laughs> um, what's the name of the next chapter? Just as a little tease.
0: The next chapter is called... The favourite. And now I'm loving this uh, new tradition we're we're starting. here. Yeah. So I'm sorry, oh, wow. but if you want to hear the next uh, <laughs> chapter, you're gonna to have to wait until next Christmas <laughs> next? special.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's mental, isn't it? But so I, uh, know the know the Nutcracker music. Yep. But I don't know the. Ballet—it's ballet, isn't it? Right. I don't even know. It's a ballet, I think. Yeah. I don't know it at all. I don't know the story. No, me neither. Um, so I have absolutely no clue where this is going. It's exciting. You know, assuming that the novella or the ballet is based on the novella.
0: It is, yeah. But I don't know how closely, yeah.
1: I my my immediate thought was maybe that they were going to get sucked into this world of the. Magical castle, and that's where we have the Nutcracker. Because I'm imagining sort of toys coming to life a little bit.
0: Uh, there might be a bit of that.
1: Um, so that's what I was expecting, but it didn't happen. It hasn't happened yet. Oh, wow. Uh, but I, you know, I'm sure I'll listen back to these words in about five to ten years, <laughs> and be like, "You were so wrong, young Matt." Because <laughs> we're now at chapter eight.
0: I'm <laughs> hoping it doesn't take five to ten years. We'll see though.
1: <laughs> that's what it's taking for us to finish the Brothers <laughs> Grimm collection. That's true. (laughs) At least (laughs) that is true. (laughs) At the rate we're going. But yeah, loved it, man. Absolutely. Loved it. Fantastic. been an absolutely lovely christmas as ever of course just a few final things though before we wrap this party up and hit the hay adam fantastic i'm just gonna pour myself a little glass of port i don't know if you wanted any as well i would like to partake just to cap off the evening thank you very much just what i need uh well just quickly while adam's doing that here is very briefly 2022 in uh, numbers Uh, What we've done in 2022, I just thought we'd have a little recap. See how we spent the year at the castle. So in total, this year, we (laughs) released 42 episodes uh, across all our different platforms. This year, 42 episodes? 42 episodes. That's not bad. Cheers, by the way. Cheers. (laughs) Uh, 18 Grim reading episodes, which included 13 Brothers Grimm stories, the rest of those 45 were uh, special content. So we had 12 Grim Fables episodes, two Q&A episodes, one special episode, and then nine episodes in a mini-series that we recorded. Yes. More on that in a 2nd mm-hmm. And uh, two movie reviews we did this year as well. Yeah. What was it? Snow White and the Huntsman. At the start of it, January of this yeah. year, we did Snow White and the Huntsman. and Last month, in our Patreon podcast, we did Puss in Boots, the movie. Sort of bookended the year quite nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and on that, guys, Yeah, I just want to say are you worried about last minute Christmas shopping? Struggling to think of a special gift for that special someone? Maybe. Well, worry no longer, as we grim reading. We've got you covered. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I wrote this very late last night. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving it. I don't know where this is going, so. Look, Adam. Anyone listening, it's just a few clicks away from enjoying one or all of our Grim Reading special episodes of Non Grim Stories. (laughs) Available to buy as downloads at payhip.com slash grimreading. Where can they go again? That's payhip.com slash grimreading. Excellent. Not sure when we're going to be back. We'll be back next year. Um, Might not be immediately though. Like, not sure at what point right now. Might be a little bit of a wait. So I just want to say, we've got... Quite a lot of uh, special extra content that's available out there If you want some extra grim reading over the Christmas break And start of the new year Very true So we've so far we've done two special episodes uh, The Little Mermaid Yep yeah. And The Pied Piper There's also available to buy the first half of our limited mini-series The Voyages of Sinbad the Sailor Yes Second half dropping very soon. So earlier this year, and uh, over the summer, we did a, uh, a nine episode limited mini series for our highest tier patrons. nine episodes? I think it sh- will be in total by the time... So we've done it. Right. Yes, that's right. There's still one that hasn't quite come out yet. Yeah. Because I haven't had the time to edit it. <laughs> but yeah, there will be nine in total. So first episode in the series is like a sort of introduction.
0: Mm-hmm. And then we start sort of seven stories. So... What's currently, at the time of recording, available on Payhip is sort of like the introduction episode, and then the
1: first three, I think four. What is it? The first four stories. Wow, that that is good value. This feels so wrong. (laughs) Um, You know, or if you want to take that next step, that next level of commitment. Yeah. Sort of like the fairy and the giant. uh, You could also join our Patreon where for $5 a month, you'll have access to our monthly Grim Fables podcast, where Adam reads Aesop Fables, and we also have the Q&As and their uh, movie reviews and all that stuff. And just general extra stuff
0: uh, relating to some, some of the stories we've read in Grim Reading. Sometimes there's, like, deleted bits of audio off the cutting room floor. All sorts of extra bits and
1: pieces. Too true. Very true. In fact, this year, after our Red Riding Hood episode... Our Grim Fables episode was basically a a part two of Red Riding Hood of all the stuff that I couldn't fit into the actual Red Riding Hood episode. So, I mean, (laughs) if
0: you find yourself wanting more and you're not yet a patron, that's not a bad shout.
1: Also, in Grim Fables, I normally do a Christmas takeover. This year, though, uh, I'm doing a New Year's Eve takeover. (gasps) So our next episode we'll be releasing for patrons will be uh, dropping New Year's Eve. Uh, I'm going to read us The Little Match Girl... Yeah, uh, oh. Hans Christian Andersen, boy. <laughs> yeah, so that's us. So that's all our extra content. If you want it, go to uh, patreon.com slash grimreading or payhip.com slash grimreading to buy as one-off downloads. Well, rather than ending on um, us trying to sell you things, uh, I thought let's, let's end on a better note, maybe. When I was digging out um, Stephen's message, you know, the one about the Christmas crackers. Yep. I also unearthed a few other uh, messages that we've had from listeners uh, about our Christmas episodes. Aww. So here's just, just two messages to, to see us out from some listeners. So first of all, from Ed Bove, or Bovey, Bovey. I am a United Methodist pastor in Maine, USA. I have enjoyed listening to your podcast these past few years. I love how you interject humor into each story. I also enjoy listening to the history of the tale, plus other insights you raise. I especially love your Christmas episodes. Thank you for all the effort you put into this podcast. I wish you all the best and Merry Christmas. Oh, thank you very much. I think I have listened to your 2021 Christmas special about four times while driving in my car. Wow. (laughs) Which, which was that 21? Yeah. Oh, the last one. Nice. So it's not, it's not just us who enjoys these no. episodes, Adam. Uh, and finally, uh, a message from Catherine Schrader. Hi, I just want to thank you both so much for the lovely Christmas episodes. The holidays are a difficult time, but the crackling fire of Grim Castle, hearing the sheer joy of your gift exchanges and Christmas stories, it's a beautiful window into a cosy world.
0: Aww.
1: You're very welcome, Catherine. It... We're both aware it can be a very hard time of year. Absolutely, yeah. So if you get to escape into a cosy world for a little bit, yeah, that's exactly what we're here for.
0: Exactly. Everybody's welcome. The more, the merrier. We're just all about having a nice little cosy time, a little Christmas fun. And uh, that's great. That, um, we can include you in that, so that's good.
1: Well, on that note... Merry Christmas, everybody! Merry thank you so much for those messages. Thank yeah. you, Ed. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This Thanks year. for
0: another year of listening support in, in by whatever means that is. Um, it's not been the easiest of years, no. but it's nice to see it out with a with a bang.
1: Yeah, that's true for either of us. Has it? Yeah, it's been it a, hasn't. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but we'll leave that there in 2022. Absolutely, and uh, see you next year. See you next year, everyone. Keep it grim. Keep it grim. We'll see you in the castle soon. See you then. It's um, it's quite cold outside. Do you, do you want to just stay at the castle tonight?
1: Oh, you're not. You're not going to kick me out. I'm not
0: going to kick you out this time. It's oh, Christmas, Matt.
1: Is there a lovely
0: golden silver bedstead available, by chance? I will need to just run upstairs and check, but there might be. Excellent. Or it might be more in the sort of sofa bed region. I hope that's okay. Look. I don't mind a sofa bedstead. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm,
1: I'm easy to please. The sofa bedstead, then. Excellent. All right. Well, let's douse that fire and head to bed. Let's do it. Keep it grim, everybody. Keep it grim.
0: Bye. Bye. If you'd like to support the podcast, please head over to Patreon.com/slash/GrimReading to find out how, and also see the range of benefits available as a thank you from us. You can, of course, email us at at gmail.com we're on Twitter, at grim Reading Pod, and we're also on Instagram and Facebook, at GrimReading. You can find us on Podbean, podbean.com, slash GrimReading. And we also have a website, GrimReading.wordpress.com. Keep it grim.